All right, the Positive Gains is back, and today our special guest is singer, actress, and entertainer, Ashley Amber. Thank you for being on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. How are you? Great, I'm doing great. Uh, staying busy during the pandemic, I'm sure you are as well. Yeah, as busy and as positive as I can since, uh, you You're know. <laughs> in the perfect place then with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, I love your I love your shirt right now. Um, you guys might not be able to see me, but I can see him during this interview. So you've got the positive games. I dig it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so let's get started. How did you uh, get in, uh, inspired or just get started into singing? What was uh, the reasoning behind uh, that? Um, well, I started singing when I was six. Uh, it was something that my dad encouraged and he was kind of the one that was like, girl, did you know you could sing? And of course I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was in the back of the car and just singing along to the radio. And uh, if you, um, if there's any 90 R&B fans listening, it, the song was, uh, hey, Mr. DJ, we can get this started. Everybody's ready to party on that. So <laughs> I was just, I, for some reason, I love that song. And I was just singing along and my dad was just listening and was like, whoa and then kind of from there on out I just started singing anywhere and everywhere just you know with my little cassette player and my little wire headphones that were terrible <laughs> back then and just singing along to music all the time and then things kind of changed a little bit when uh, my dad got sick and he actually passed away when I was 12 and then because he was always so encouraging up until that point I I just used music as my outlet for, for that grief. And then that's when it really, really became a part of my life. And when I decided, you know, shortly after that, that it's what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So that's kind of how my journey went. And that's kind of how I started. And it hasn't been very traditional, um, considering I'm a country artist. So I haven't had like the traditional route of a country artist, because I've done musical theater, and I've done, you know, rock and I do, you know, R&B and pop and all these other styles. And, you know, I've been traveling the world doing a Whitney Houston celebration. So like, it's, it's pretty, pretty different. So it's, but I think that's what makes me unique and uh, very versatile. As an yeah, artist. well, it's great that you have your own journey and, you know, um, not being like everybody else. I think that uh, um, you learn to appreciate it more when you go through different things and not absolutely back. Um, yeah I 100% agree so yeah and, you've uh, go ahead yeah sorry you've uh you could you've been all over um you kind of mentioned the world singing um and entertaining so where have uh some of the places that you've been you know like the furthest away I have been to over 70 different countries actually wow. yeah and um Gosh, where haven't I been at that point? <laughs> so I've been to over 70 different countries. And I think my favorite is probably has to be the Australia and Quebec City, which is surprising because Quebec City is in Canada. But yeah. it's kind of the closest you could get to crossing over the pond without having to cross over the pond because everything is in French, all the street signs are in French everybody speaks French so it's it's a really really cool place so those two are probably my favorite that and Ireland Ireland did you pick up yeah. any French uh when you were in uh Canada and Quebec 
Oh my gosh, no. No. <laughs> I am the worst. <laughs> um, I speak a little bit of Spanish, but no French. I, I'm terrible at it. I won't even try. <laughs> I'll just, I'll offend somebody probably. <laughs> and then I, I found, uh, you know, I was looking at your website and I found something that was interesting. Your, uh, your book, the title. Um, can you talk about the book? It seems yeah. like that book kind of catapulted you into something different. Yeah, it did. So the book is titled How America, How Getting Cut from American Idol Changed My Life. And um, it just kind of talks about my story. So I was on American Idol in 2012. And uh, it's a very long process. And up at that point, I actually didn't want to audition. I had already auditioned for the show. I had already been cut. Like, I was just like, they don't want me. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and my friend was like, hey, did you hear American Idol is auditioning here in Denver? Um, because I grew up in um, Denver, Colorado and the suburbs in Thornton in a town called Thornton. But um, they were like, hey, they're, they're going to be here. They're going to be at the stadium. And I was like, I don't want to go. Like, I've done it. I'm good. And they're like, dude, it's literally here. Like, just yeah. go. <laughs> and so I went and I didn't prepare anything. I didn't practice. Like before I would like, okay, I'm going to sing these songs that I'd practice, practice, practice like crazy. And this time I was just like, whatever, I'll just sing whatever comes to my head. And, um, I went and, um, you know, I finally get up to go to my turn for the cattle call and I sing alone by heart. Do you know that song? No, um, I haven't done yeah, so I'm a huge like 80s rock fan as well. So it's one of those songs. And it, the chorus, I literally, this is as far as I got into the song. I was like, till now I've always got by on my own. And they literally cut me off. They're like, put the hand up. And I was like, dang it. I already got wow. cut. I didn't even sing like 10 seconds. Golly, wow. Yeah, and so, but then she was like, whoa. She's like, you got some pipes, but you don't need to yell at me. Can you sing something that shows the softer side of your voice? And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And so then I sang stay by Sugarland, mm -hmm. which is uh, a country oh, group that I absolutely love. Oh, it's such a good song. Yeah. <laughs> so I sang stay by Sugarland and I sang like the whole first, the, the whole verse and the chorus, like she didn't cut me off at all. And then she was like, okay, cool. Thank you very much. And I was like, all right. And then everybody else had to go. And then she was like, okay, thank you guys so much for auditioning, but you're not what we're looking for today. And I was like, okay, cool. That's it. And then she's like, but you, we would like to send you to the next round. And I was like, oh, okay. what? And so, and I had been there before and I had made it past the first round multiple times at this point. So I was just like, whatever, it's not going to be any different than my other times. But then sure enough, it was. And I ended up making it all the way to Hollywood and I got to um, the, 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 one of the biggest parts about it. And it just talks about my journey. It talks about my journey from the very first time when I was 17 that I auditioned all the way up until like that point and what I had learned about performing and what I had learned about not giving up. A lot of times what happens when we audition for things as performers, we, we get told a lot. We get told no a lot. Like no is what we hear. And a lot of times people take no as that's just like the end all be all. But I take it as not right now. Right. And that's what I used in the experience for American Idol. So I went from being told that, yeah, like you're, you're good, but you're just, you're just not ready. Like you're too young when I was 17 
to then fast forward over multiple, I think, yeah, 10 times, I went 10 total auditions by the time I finally made it to that same person who told me, you're too young, um, come back again. To then the next time I went back, he was like, um, yeah, you're good, but like you sing really nasally, like come back again, you know, whatever. To then finally him being like, you have such a great sense of voice. I'm so excited to send you to the celebrity judges. So that's kind of what the book talks about. It talks about just never giving up and taking constructive criticism and using it to your advantage because no just means not right now. And, and that's what that book is. And that's when I really learned that sometimes it's not about how good you sing. Sometimes it's about so many other things. Yeah. And that's when I really learned like, oh, I can't just be a singer. I have to be you know, an entrepreneur, I have to be a writer, I have to be um, a performer, like I have to do all these things, I have to have personality, like I have to have presence, like, that's when I realized. And so that's why I'm getting cut from that show so many times changed my life, because it really taught me how to, you know, keep fighting. And it really taught me how to, you know, adjust and keep learning and grow with the times. You know, too, and, and, and with uh, American Idol, you know, I've watched tons of seasons. Um, it's amazing how many people they've whiffed on, like told people no. There's been so much talent that has gone on and done things. So just oh, like yeah. you said, I mean, a no isn't, it's a no for them, the show, but not in life. And uh, yeah, it, it's crazy to see how many people have manifested after that, you know. Yeah, you have Kobe Calais, you have Amber Riley from, uh, everybody knows her from Glee. Glee. Um, you have... Uh, you have Danny uh, Goki, he was on there. Yeah, um, and um, there. I, I mean, there's so many people. Oh, what's her name from? Jennifer um, Hudson Lady too, Estella. right? Gen- Jennifer Hudson did make it onto the show though. Um, she yeah. made it to like, she made it to the top 12. Um, <laughs> but, and you also had the lead singer from Lady Antebellum. Um, she got cut and she's got like six Grammys. I mean, <laughs> uh, another one, I think, I know she auditioned. I'm not sure how far she went. It wasn't too far. It was, uh, Tori Kelly. Yeah. Yep. She did. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just one of those things. And all of those artists that we just mentioned are massive, incredible artists. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I know that you're a big Whitney fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I tell my wife a lot that I don't know if there's a bigger fan on the planet than me. We get into arguments all the time about <laughs> greatest singers of all time, entertainers. And I always say, Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. Um, yes. So with you being a fan, what, uh, what was your favorite uh, movie that she did? Um, well, obviously, I mean, I think most people would agree that The Bodyguard is just fantastic because what a lot of people don't remember is that that was her first movie yeah and they didn't want her originally they they did not want her but um but you know um she ended up going into the audition because you know kevin was like nah this is who i want to be in the movie like this 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 who this is who needs to play you know rachel and um you know she she had a terrible read and she had all this makeup on and yeah. he tells a story in her eulogy, which I thought was a beautiful moment. Mm. And I, you could tell, like, he really cared about her as a person. And, and you could just see their chemistry, like, in the, in the movie. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was in love with her, but I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but 
but to have somebody that that is that big of a star to come into her first role and be that iconic of a movie and that fantastic of a of an acting job like it just speaks wonders of her talent and and how incredible that you know she was and then and then of course you can't forget the soundtrack because you know the bodyguard soundtrack is like one of the highest selling soundtracks oh, yeah, of all time. Ever. It might be the <laughs> highest selling soundtrack of all time. And then, you know, the only thing that makes me sad is that, you know, cause I will always love you. It's just, it's just one of those songs. And it, I don't know about you, but it just never gets old. Like no, never. when Whitney sings it, it just never gets old. And I've heard that, I've heard that song. I performed that song more times than I can even count. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, it always feels like the first time. And I know that sounds crazy, like and very corny, but it's just such a good rendition. Um, like I, 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 yeah, I just speak, I, I love her so much and I think the world of her and what she did for, you know, women and especially black women to, to see such an icon in the pop world. Um, yeah. And, and transcend uh, generations and color and, and, and race and languages. I mean, mm -hmm. you could be in Japan, they don't speak any English, yeah. but they know every single word in English <laughs> to I will always love you. I just think it's, it's pretty amazing that a voice can do that. Cause Whitney wasn't a songwriter, she yeah. was the voice, but you could argue that her voice is so incredible that the songs would not have been the songs that they were right. without her voice. So, and I that's agree. what I always, that's the argument I get in with people when they're like, well, she didn't even write her own music. I was like, who cares? She didn't she have got to. The voice. Like, yeah. she didn't have to. Like, are you going to say that about Celine Dion too? She's one of those other singers that is like, who cares? Like, yeah. she's a phenomenal, like, it doesn't get much better than that, you know? Yeah, um, I, I love them all. Uh, obviously, The Bodyguard, The Preacher's Wife. That's another one yeah. of my favorites. Um, and I then love I was Waiting like, to Exhale. I love, love that Waiting movie to Exhale. She, she's great in that movie as well. Yeah. And I had no idea that she was actually uh, a producer on uh, what's that movie, uh, Princess Diaries, one and two. Really? Yeah, I uh, actually I YouTubed it um, last night, and then there's a little footage of her uh, working behind the scenes with uh, Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews. I had no idea. Those yeah. I actually I'm such I'm such a girl um but i love those movies i used to watch those all the time back in the day um yeah. and i'm not gonna lie i still watch them now like who am i kidding yeah <laughs> uh that's that's really cool i didn't know that thanks for sharing that i'm gonna look yeah. it up too yeah yeah that's very cool yeah Whitney so, uh, was very talented very talented again i still love her uh, uh national anthem rendition you know oh it's the best ever <laughs> and i mean She's the only artist to make a national anthem a top 20 hit. Like, who does that? It's oh, the Star Spangled Banner. Like, but she did that. And that's how incredible she is. By the way, just real quick, I know we're going to get on. But what's your favorite Whitney song? Oh, man. There's so many. My, if I had to pinpoint my favorite, um, probably I Will Always Love You. I know that's cheesy. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. It's like you said, you hear it and then it's not one of those you fast forward. It's like you've never heard it before. And I listen to it over and over to it every time. Yeah. I, I liked a lot of her, her newer stuff before she had passed. Um, mm -hmm. I, I look to you. I like that one a lot um, just because it was kind of kind of a mix between like gospel and pop. It could have gone either mm -hmm. way. 
Yeah. Um, but but really anything Whitney. I like the uh, what she did with Mariah Carey with the uh, Prince of Egypt. You will when you believe. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love them all. Yeah, she's she's amazing. My favorite thing by Whitney is All the Man That I Need. And if you haven't seen it, which I'm sure you have, but if you haven't, look up her Welcome Heroes. And she's singing All the Man That I Need live for all like our troops. And it is just so incredible. Like their faces, they're just in awe that Whitney is singing for them. And she's, you know, her iconic sweating, yeah. you know, her towel. She's got this beautiful dress on, this beautiful long gown, long sleeves. And she just stands her at the microphone and just crushes it. So definitely listen to that version if you haven't. It's also on her live, her live album. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, so we kind of covered a little bit on like your journey and you've, you've talked about, you know, being in country now, but singing pop and R&B. So are you finally happy with, you know, where you are now with country? Cause, uh, like you said, your journey was not ideal or, or typical. And I think people would probably on the outside looking in think, okay, this is what you're going to sing. And, you know, I think you're thinking, no, I, I like that, but now I'm singing what I want to sing, which is true to me. So um, are you finally happy with, with what you're putting out? Yes. I'm really, really, really happy. So growing up where I grew up, so um, in Thornton, Colorado, it's, it was, it was an all white neighborhood. So like we were the only black family. And then like, when we were a little bit older, there was like one other black family that moved in, but there was like my high school, I think there was like maybe five of us in my graduating class. And two of them are me and my twin brother, because I have a twin brother. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, like everybody listened to country. So like growing up, my parents listened to, like they loved Earth, Wind and Fire and like the spinners and like all that kind of like Motown and like soul. Um, so I listened to a lot of that, but you know, once I got older and started hanging around like with kids my own age and, you know, things like that, like that's what they were listening to. So all of a sudden I started listening to Tim McGraw and Shania Twain and Faith Hill and Leanne Rhymes. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the lyrics. I fell in love with the melodies. Like it's, you know, country is so relatable. Um, and it's, it's a lot of the writing is very literal. So you can just picture it. The stories are just really beautiful. Yeah. And that's when I fell in love with it. But, and I wanted to sing it back then, but there just wasn't anybody me singing it. So I was mm -hmm. just like, no, like nobody wants to hear me sing country. So I'm just, you know, going to go over here, which is the direction that I keep getting pushed in, you know? So then I started singing R&B and then I was doing like kind of more R&B and like hip hop-ish type, type stuff. And I just wasn't happy. I didn't like the culture. I didn't like, I didn't like the way women were treated. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember I went to a conference and it was like a, a music conference in Texas and it was, you know, a hip hop music conference. And I was just like, so surprised by the culture and like the way the girls and these girls are like stunning, you know, they're called the video girls, you know, back yeah. then. I don't know if that's still what they call them now, but um, these girls like are always in like all the videos. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was really shocked by like the culture and like the way they live their lifestyle. And I was like, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I want to be known for my talent. Like, I don't want to be known just because 
I did this, this, and this to right. hopefully get to where I wanted to be. And so that was the moment where I was like, no, I'm, I'm never doing this again. And then I kind of stopped singing just for a little bit because I just, I didn't know what direction to go into anymore. And then I met one of my best friends and she was like, she heard me sing and she was like, Hey, have you ever thought about musical theater? And I was like, mm, I did a little bit in high school, but what, like as a job, she's like, yeah, you could get paid, you know, here in Denver to sing musical theater. And I was like, okay, well, what do I got to do? And she helped me like build my repertoire so I could go audition. And she actually signed me up for my first couple of auditions, which I totally, like totally tanked, <laughs> like did not do good at all. But then finally I went to an audition that I did really well at. And they cast me as the, um, the supporting lead female. And from that moment on, once I did that role, I never stopped working in musical oh, wow. theater for years. So I did that. And then I was, I, I was getting booked all the time. Cause again, Colorado is in a very diverse place. So when they need diversity in a show, who are they going to call? They're like, Whoa, who's, <laughs> who's this, you know, who's this black girl that came out of nowhere. That's got some pipes. And all of a sudden I just, I was working all over the place and I was making great money and I was doing what I loved. And I found this new love of performing and it's complete opposite of country. But what it taught me is it taught me how important it is to perform mm -hmm. and how important it is to own the stage. It's one thing to be able to sing. Like I talked about earlier, like it's one yeah. thing to be able to sing but you have to be able to put on a show. And that's when I learned that putting on a show is important. You don't gotta have crazy theatrics and all this stuff, but you learn like, oh, like stage presence and like walking and how to carry yourself in a different way. And I'll, like, I, will, I will take that any day. That training that I got from performing like that was really, really amazing. So uh, yeah, so that's kind of how, how that happened, which was, and, and just an incredible experience, which then led me to ships and led me to headlining. And like I said, traveling the world and allowed me to buy my first home. Yeah. Um, you know, all these things just from singing. Cause a lot of times people think that, oh, if you're not Beyonce or if you're not like Cardi B, like you're not successful. Like you're just doing it as a, as a hobby. And I'm like, nah, like I bought my car. I pay for my house. I pay for my bills, like my lifestyle. I don't work another job. Like this is my life. Performing is my life. And it's made me very happy. And so I'm very proud of that background coming into what I'm doing now, because I think it gives me a different perspective on performing and a different perspective on what success is and what success means to me. So I'm very proud of that. Yeah. I have a real uh, appreciation for all that, you know, the journey and then um, kind of a, uh... I don't want to say a nerd, but I, I'm one of those people that like with a fine tooth comb, when I see a song, I always look at, you know, who wrote it, who was behind it. And then yeah. as I got older, I really learned that there were so many different people that were writing back and forth. And then some of those guys were kind of mm, not out there all the way singing. Like one mm -hmm. of my favorites right now is like Luke James. For example, mm -hmm. you know, he was back a uh, background singer for Tyrese and he was writing, 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 you know, and he's still kind of, you know, I feel like now he's getting more known for sometimes his looks and not, not the voice, right. you know what I mean? But I've mm -hmm. always had an appreciation for the going back and forth with the writing because I, I, I mean, that's a journey in itself. 
Um, yeah, a lot of times, you know, um, writing is, is kind of where it's at because you're kind of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You get paid first. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get, you know, you get every time your song gets played, you get, you know, paid for that, even though you're not the one singing it. So I have a lot of respect for songwriters, especially because, you know, I'm writing my own songs now. And so uh, we'll be releasing one of the songs that I wrote myself um in February of this coming year and then all of I think almost all the singles we release next year will be ones that I've written and so I'm very very proud of that but once you start writing again and like really like putting your heart and soul when you listen to other songs you have a completely different perspective you like you listen to their lyric choices and you listen to like their cadence and their melodies and you're like man I really didn't like this song before, but this writing is actually really clever. It may not be my favorite song, but if you listen to the writing, you yeah. can really, really appreciate it. And um, it's a newfound appreciation that I have now because when you're just singing songs, you just you sing the lyrics and you 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 pay attention to the lyrics because you want to express the story. But it's in a different way than as a songwriter, you know. hears the words and the lyrics and things like that so it's very cool I have this new appreciation for like all music because I'll be like you know what I don't listen to punk but this is actually really clever like I can totally get down (laughs) with this yeah and then uh that leads me into my next point so 250,000 streams on Spotify I'm sure you're is that accurate like maybe you're more Um, than that now is what I'm saying yeah, I think I have like uh, 430 oh, no. or like something like way, that on Spotify. Yeah, it's way off. It's like double than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, good. But good for you. Yeah, thank you. I'm really, really excited about it, especially considering, you know, I started off with zero less than a year ago. Uh, oh, it'll be exactly a year on Christmas Day. Okay. Yeah, when and I released my first single. Uh, we streamed your song fight with you uh, a few days ago. We've we've had it on repeat, downloaded it. Um, I'm again, a guy who, you know, feeds through lyrics and I try to, you know, decipher things. And again, my wife's always like, you think too far into things, (laughs) just play the song and leave it alone. But my take on it was, it was pretty probably basic, like the way you intended it to be that, you know, uh, life's, uh, uh, marathon not a sprint and then there's ups and downs and then that you know at the end of the day you feel like you know you really do love that person and, and nobody's perfect and you're willing to you know go through the fire with them and nobody else because you know at the end of the day people you know you hope love prevails you know in the midst of dark times that's the way I took it anyways yeah Yeah, that's that's exactly right I mean that song is is really meant for you know to encourage like your ride or die and to to it's okay to bicker and to get in little arguments and things like that it's actually healthy um I mean as long as it's not like physical Physical. you know fighting Mm -hmm. and it's not like mental abuse or anything like that like little like well I want the kitchen to be yellow and yeah. it's like, well, no, I want it to be blue. And then you'll be like, well, why does everything have to be what you want? You know what I mean? And that's how like little arguments start. Yeah. And those <laughs> things are normal because it means care and there's passion. Like you're not like you're still individuals at that point when you're when you're expressing your own opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's really healthy. And also 
I feel like it came out at a really crucial time because with the pandemic and so many people having to be home, they've had to spend way more time with each other than they have in years. <laughs> exactly. And so a lot of people have had to like bicker and fight and kind of like get through that and be like, you know what? Like, yeah, we're not, things are not the greatest right now, but at the end of the day, there is nobody else I'd rather fight with. There's nobody else I'd rather go to the trenches with. There's nobody else I'd rather call at 2am and be like, yo, I need a shovel. Like, <laughs> like you are, you are that person. And, um, that's really what the song is expressing. And, and, and especially too, in a time where we have social media and we have Tinder and we have Bumble and we have, I don't know, like everything, all these dating apps. <laughs> it's so easy to get in an argument with somebody over something stupid and be like, Oh, she's not the one or he's not the one. Nope. Red flag. Like, yeah. and it's like, you guys, we're not even really taking the time to get to know somebody and really feel that unconditional love um, that is going to be there no matter what. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so who else do you listen to? Like in, cause I know you have an appreciation for, for all genres. So, with mm -hmm. no genre attached um who are some of your favorites right now um well i love taylor swift um i know that's probably like a shock <laughs> but no i love taylor swift um i think it's really cool how she was able to transition so seamlessly between yeah. genres like she it was just incredible how it happened and that girl can write i mean you give that girl a pen and a paper and she is just writing some lyrics and I just find it incredible. So I just have a ton of, ton of respect for her. And, um, I really, 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 I, I, I will always love Beyonce. Like mm -hmm. I grew up listening to Beyonce. Like I remember being a little kid and being like, not like a little kid, but like, you know, in high school being like, oh my God, who is this goddess of I know. a woman <laughs> that is representing me, you know? And I was just like, this is awesome. And the, the way she commands the stage and the way she, you know, is so hands-on, um, she does remind me of um, like, you can't compare them because they're completely different artists, but you know, Michael Jackson, was very hands-on like with his choreography with the musicians with with everything you know yeah. him writing producing like he was just so hands-on and like when i watch beyonce and i watch her do like behind the scenes stuff and see how involved she is with her choreography her lighting design her staging just like everything, everything. i just have so much i have so much respect for that like how how could you not and so um, I, and I'm all about like girl power. So I really, really appreciate it. Like those are probably my two right now, mm -hmm. you know, female artists that I, I really, really, really love. But again, I listen to everybody. I love Tori Kelly. Like that girl has got some pipes <laughs> that is just unfair. Yeah. Sometimes she, <laughs> she opens her mouth and I'm just like, how is that even possible? Like, who can sing that high and that yeah. on pitch and still have such a great tone? Like she's absolutely incredible. And um, of course I love, you know, country and I love, um, I love Mickey Guyton. I love, um, you know, Sam Hunt. I love Kane Brown, like Chris oh, Young. Yeah. Like there's so many people in country that I can name. And then, um, you know, grow, growing up, I listened to a lot of 90s R&B. So like SWV oh, yeah. and In Vogue and Tony, Tony, Tony and Jodeci and Blackstreet. 
And, um, and then I also li- listened to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears and, you know, I, of course, Whitney and Celine. So I have a really wide range. I think that good music is good music. And I agree. the more we try to just, you know, put ourselves into one box, we're just missing out on, on so, so many great, you know, expressions through, you know, music. Yeah. For me, when, uh, I've always been like, I like a lot of the mainstream people. And then when, uh, Frank Ocean, they come out with, uh, Planet Orange, I love that album. I mean, the, uh, songwriting and then just the way he was, uh, telling a complete story. And then what hurt me was how long it took to get to another album, you know, and then that's why I'm so thankful for Netflix when they make these uh, documentaries yeah. and you kind of get an in-depth look at how much work is going into a production. I mean, there's no way, you know, even if I could sing, which I can't, that I would <laughs> do it because, oh my gosh, I couldn't deal with screaming fans and, and just the work involved, saving your voice. I don't see, you know, and obviously, you know, how you guys are able to sing and sing and sing and then, you know, be able to talk and, and do it night in and night out. I mean, you know, if I talk too much in one day, I, that's it for me. I'm tapped out. So I yeah. really have an appreciation for that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Sometimes I wonder how we do it as well. <laughs> I've had <laughs> moments where I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do two shows tonight, let alone yeah. Whitney Houston. Like there's just no way, but somehow it just happens. Muscle memory and adrenaline are two amazing things and um you know it's all about lifestyle and and taking care of yourself I mean if you stay hydrated and you're eating right and you're trying to get as much sleep as possible and you're not doing drugs you'd be surprised at how (laughs) well your voice can hold up it's it's when you start incorporating these other things that the lifestyle has a bad rep on that you know things can be be a bit difficult but I, I don't think a lot of people realize how much work and how much money goes into being an artist. Like people see people and they'll be like, oh, well, this and this and that. And I'm like, dude, very rarely does somebody Mm -hmm. make it that easily. Like it does happen, but majority of artists are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of however long to get their music out before they're making any money. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that makes me so sad is that we do all this work to create great music, but yet people expect us to give it away for free. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's really shocking. Cause I'm like, do you know how much it costs to record a song in the studio? Like it, depending on what type of music you're doing, but as a country artist, I'm using all live musicians. So I'm using, oh, wow. you know, you know <laughs> everything's live. Even, wow. even Jamie, my producer, if there's not, if there's a sound that he wants to add, he's actually playing it and then he'll like manipulate it to be. So yeah. everything is played live. Like there's no, there's, there's no nothing. And you, we, when the strings come in, that those are violinists and, um, you know, cello players that are coming in live playing in the studio, which is something that doesn't really happen a lot anymore. That's one of the things I appreciate about country music and like rock. Cause those are, those are genres where they still use live instruments. Um, and just that cost alone. And then you have, you know, photography and you have, you know, music videos and you have lyric videos and you have, 
you know, your wardrobe, me, I have my hair, my nails, you know, if I'm going to do a shoot or something, I got to make sure my hair is nicely fresh on the sides and freshly braided. And, you know, it, all these things cost money that people don't see, they don't realize. And uh, that's when I see, when I see other artists and when I come across other artists, when somebody's like, Hey, will you listen to my song on Instagram? I'll be like, yeah. And I'll take the time right then and there and listen to it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I might not listen to beginning and the end, but I'll like listen to it enough to be like, dude, like great melody, like great this and great that. And like, I always give positive feedback when I can, because I know how hard it is to put out a song just, just to get a song on Spotify. It costs money, you know, and you're not making any money off mm -hmm. of it unless you're going viral. And even then it's still not that much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what advice would you have for anybody that, um, you know, would try to follow a path similar to yours? Um, I would say never give up. Obviously it's a bit cliche that goes without saying. And I always say, find your why and your why it's different for everybody. Like my why is I waited tables for a decade. <laughs> um, not trying to age myself, but I waited tables <laughs> for a decade and, um, I, there's nothing wrong with waiting tables. It is great money. I made great money. I made great friends. I, you know, I had a blast waiting tables because lots of fun personalities, but it's just not something I wanted to do anymore because it kept taking me away from music. So whenever I think about things, I'm constantly thinking about, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that I don't have to do that thing again? Because that thing is not something that I want to do. So, um, and for me, that why is strong enough, you know, um, it's, it keeps me going among other things, you know, cause I also, you know, I do this in memory of my dad as well, since he's passed and he was so encouraging, um, with music growing up, but like, you just find your why and you just never let it go. And if you never let it go, even when things are so hard and you have no clue how you're going to come up with a hundred thousand dollar budget to release four singles all with music videos and all this stuff like you have no clue how it's going to happen but your why is so strong you're going to figure it out and that that's what i would say and just never let anybody tell you that you can't do something if anything be like all right bet i'm gonna prove to you i'll prove you wrong yeah so, so that's what i would say to anybody doing this is just figure out why, why it is you're doing what you're doing and never let that go. That's great advice. Um, and then 2020, I ask everybody that comes on and it's always split. I tell people for me, 2020 has been good and bad. Um, I try to look at the positive, you know, keep moving forward. And with the pandemic, I think it's forced everybody to spend more time with their family or learn a new craft, you know, et cetera. So, <clears throat> excuse me 2021 i would like to think we've seen our our fair share of disaster um mm -hmm. i think it's going to be a good year so what is what's your outlook you know what do you have going on in 2021 um i'm very similar to you like you know 2020 has had its ups and downs but i wouldn't have had it any other way like everything yeah. happens for a reason and it's allowed me to have a stronger you know online presence 
It allowed me to unify some of my branding. It allowed me to create a ton of, you know, video content for YouTube that's still not even released yet. Um, it's just allowed me to do a lot of other things. It allowed me to really focus on my writing, which I didn't have time to do because I was performing so much and always on an airplane and traveling and in studio, like I didn't have a lot of time to write. So, you know, I wrote 14 songs in 14 days because I had nothing but time. <laughs> and, um, you know, and we ended up recording, you know, four of them and we're going to be releasing them this next year in 2021. So, um, yeah, so 2021, I'm just excited. I'm going to be releasing, you know, songs that I've written, you know, from my heart. And, um, you know, we're going to be doing music videos for all the songs and behind oh, the wow. scenes. Yeah. And um, I have merchandise coming out. I'm working on a fashion line right now. Um you know, transitioning to more things uh, like paid partnerships on Instagram and um, endorsements and things like okay. that. So, um, so yeah, this next year is going to be really big. There's things still up in the air about like live performances and stuff like that, because mm -hmm. we just don't know what's going to happen. And unfortunately, the entertainment industry has really been hit hard from all of this. Um, but hopefully, you know, again, staying on the positive side, you know, we'll see great results with the vaccine and, you know, things will slowly and slowly and slowly start, you know, getting back to normal in 2021. And, and yeah, so everybody can, lots of new music from me, lots of great videos, lots of great photo shoots. I haven't released any of them yet. So some really great content coming um, to you guys. And we're going to be doing some live streams, writers rounds, um, just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Just wow. keeping it, keeping busy. Yeah. <laughs> not, not letting up despite, you know, COVID we're, That's we're right. just plowing right through it. Yeah. And so where can people find you on social media and your, your website? Yeah. So guys, you can find me anywhere just by putting in my name, Ashley Amber, but my name is spelled different. It's A S H L I E Amber. And that's ashleyamber.com. That's Ashley Amber on Twitter and YouTube. And then it's Ashley Amber official on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. So you can find me all those places. And of course, all of my music is on every major streaming platform. Um, just type in Ashley Amber, A-S-H-L-I-E Amber, and look for the hair. <laughs> <laughs> the and hair. that's all... <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say um because you guys can't see me right now so yeah. you'll you'll know when you when you see the photos <laughs> well I appreciate the your time today Ashley it's been uh, it's been a blast um I can't wait to see what 20 uh 21 holds for you and again thank you I really do appreciate it no thank you so much I've had a blast and thank you for having me on and I hope you have an incredible night thank you you're welcome back anytime all right oh thank you so much I'd love to come back all right, all right. Bye-bye.